I think this little nigga too hot for me. High. Ain't no searching, bitch. I got the Glock with me. Five. Ain't got nothing but pink and blue hundreds. Blue. Bitch, it look like I'm playing Monopoly. Uh, okay, watch how I switch up. I pulled up, cast out at the lot, then pulled up, picked your bitch up. Uh, now when I'm at the mall, all the people they follow me around trying to ask for a picture. Oh I light his ass up like a Swisher. Oh man, some things happened. What happened? Nothing happened. Oh, the NHL draft, the NBA draft, free agency's on the way. And there were some picks made, some that some people are excited about, some that have left people confused. Even the kid being picked, he was quite confused. I would be too. Didn't know what was going on, but we'll get to that. This is the Last Word Podcast. I'm Steve Artabello. I'm Angela Lippa. You can get us on Apple Podcasts, because iTunes doesn't, died. Died. Moment of silence. Okay, it's over. (laughs) But you can get us on... Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Anchor, wherever you find your quality podcasts. Go ahead, hit that subscribe button, five-star rating, you know. Leave a comment, tell us what you you like, what you might want us to hear, talk about in the future. NFL's coming up, by the way, folks. Oh, Which means we'll be previewing that. That usually happens, what, around the All-Star break. Something like that. The MLB All-Star break. So we, we need some time. We need some filler. Need some time. So it, it, it works out perfectly because you know how much we love the NFL. Oh, baby. So it's coming. It's going to be an exciting year. Yeah. But the NHL draft happened. Like I said, there were some surprises. No, not at the top of the draft. It went, it went the way everyone pretty much expected. It went Jack Hughes, the American boy, goes to the Devils. Capocaco. Being held hostage in New York. If you haven't seen that Instagram <laughs> video yet where he's just like, I am in New York. It I, is beautiful city. I'm excited to be here. He's like, he looks, he literally looks like someone has him hostage. Let's but hope. that was, we, we knew that was going to happen. One and two. Finnish born, you know, big city. You go from a six million population country to a city with what? 20 some odd million Something people insane like that. In a little Manhattan Island. Yeah. It's going to mm. be a little scary. <laughs> That's actually probably small. It's probably smaller than Finland with like triple its population. Yeah. Maybe quadruple, actually. Maybe. That I think about. A lot of people at oh, that yeah. island of Manhattan. Now, we've been talking about this draft pick a lot. Talk about number four, Bowen Byram. And if you don't know, number four was the Ottawa Senators pick. Could have been number one, but they got lucky. Very they well. were number four. Very like could have been number two. Now they had traded this pick. It's part of the Matt Duchesne deal. Are we going to get to him later? Oh, that's what we get to uh, NHL oh, free agency. What could happen? I can't wait to talk about Matt Duchesne. <laughs> yeah, and, and then they decided to keep their pick last year at number four. Take Brady Kachuk. Brady Kachuk because he's a power forward and, and they were going to big have and strong. Well, <laughs> 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 they were going to get rid of this pick and hung over them all year, and they got really lucky. And it wasn't number one, and it wasn't number two, so it wasn't Hughes, it wasn't Kapokaku, but it was Bowen Byram, which has to be pretty good. Probably use that if you're Ottawa right now and part of the rebuild, and if you're Colorado, uh, potential top pairing down the road of Bowen Byram and Kale McCarr, looking pretty good. Your top offensive Power play unit, your top unit when you need a goal, your top unit when you basically need anything of some sorts. Now, at our first big surprise, 
Number six, I believe, is Detroit Red Wings. Went a little off the board here. A, a little. Took a right shot defenseman from Germany. But they're so far in left field, I don't even know if they know that there's a door out left field to get back <laughs> on the field. They're trapped in the Fenway Park bathroom in the Green Monster <laughs> looking for the exit. There's no light there. There's no security guard to guide him with the flashlight. You're just lost in the Green Monster looking for something, and you're locked because someone put a block on the other side, and you can't open the door. So that block, number six, Moritz. Cider? Yep. Right-handed shot defenseman from Germany. Now, as I was telling Angelo off when we, before we were recording, the only reason I'm going to give this one a pass is because who made the pick? Mr. Steve Eiserman. We know from his history with Tampa Bay. Made some interesting draft picks. Oh, they turned out well. So you give... Stevie Y, the benefit of the doubt, but you look at this. I don't give and a, you wonder. I don't give him any fucking benefit. Could you of the have doubt. traded back? You could have traded. Maybe still got the same player. You could have. You're telling me teams like Buffalo had this guy on his list. Edmonton, fine, they took a defenseman, but we know they were taking a Swedish defenseman because Ken, Ken Holland loves his Swedish because he's looking for that Nicholas Lindstrom type that he's been searching for basically since Nick Lindstrom retired. Yes, but Broberg also might be the fastest defenseman of the draft. Like he can skate like nobody else, really. Maybe, but Moritz Sider. This sound like a hockey name to you? Is this someone I'm going to want to hang my hat on? Maybe he turns into a shutdown number one defenseman. Or not number line one defenseman that is going to play the tough minutes. Probably not going to do much because that Detroit team is also a disaster. What is forgotten about Ooh, is yeah. they haven't been able to, outside of what, Dylan Larkin? Really, yeah. They haven't been able to develop any prospects in their pool. Kind of they killing Anthony Mantha. They're killing Anthony Mantha because Jeff Blaschel does not like him for whatever reason. If you don't want him, I'll take him. Yep. I'm sure Steven would take him oh, on the Leafs, no second. problem. There are probably 30 other teams lining up to, to take Anthony Mantha. Oh, hell yeah. And with so much other things on the board here in the first round, at seven, is it like, was he, or sorry, at six, was he like in Tampa and just thought, eh, I like this guy. I was probably going to draft him. Thought he might fall. I'll just draft him now. <laughs> it's like sort of when you you know you you think you're going to get that that player you really want, and then like you get set like like Chicago, drafting Kirby Dodge, Doc Doc whatever, with Bowen Byron there to help an aging defense core, mm-hmm. or even I don't even know. Dylan Cousins. Now, Dylan like, Cousins is pretty damn good. Like, they have other... Like, Chicago... Like Dylan had, Cousins might end up on the wing for... Like, there's a chance that he ends up as a winger to Jack Eichel. Big boy. 6'4", six, 6'5". Six, scores goals like it's... Like, he falls out of bed, scores 40 goals. So it's yeah. no big deal. But they're, In the, the dub. For for Detroit, even for Chicago, there are bigger issues here. They have they have defense issues. They have development issues. They have like outside of some players, like the one or two guys, they really have had zero to little to zero luck with developing prospects. Uh, yeah, 
And, you know, Detroit was that that machine for so long. Mm-hmm. And it's and it's worn out. They don't have any like they traded Pima Razak, who was viewed that's as why a, they brought a, back a, that's why they brought Stevie Y back into the fold. Yeah, they're trying to, to, to do fix it all, things. To, to let fix him it. you do what you did in Tampa. You go draft all you draft Nikita Kucherov in the what was it, third round. Like you he found all of these guys. He took risks on Russian players at a time that a lot of player people weren't taking risks because there was that threat that, hey, maybe they'll never come over. Maybe they'll yeah. just play in the KHL forever. And that's how you get Nikita Kucherov, mm-hmm. where you did. Well, for, for Detroit, there are bigger issues here. You could have drafted this guy. You could have traded down, acquired more picks. Because you want to know something? When you have nothing, you try to, you try to get more of it. You're well, not more of nothing, but more, more, more things. More things. More draft picks. More draft capital. You're telling me you couldn't find someone more to trade down? More lottery tickets. You couldn't, you know, drop down, get more picks. Maybe you're not picking six. Maybe you're picking 15, 17. You probably still get this guy. You identified, and you, you get more, and you can add more to the shelf that's currently non-existent. Because mm-hmm. they don't got anything. Nothing to write home about either. So, you know, a little questionable about this pick. And a little then, bit of a reach. Uh, next big surprise. There was a uh, short on stature, <laughs> but large on points. Large in goals. He had more goals than inches he was tall. Was We just saw that. Craig Button was breaking it down, and I laughed <laughs> heartily at the fact that he is 67 inches tall, which actually doesn't sound right now that I think about it. Uh... <laughs> Actually, yeah, that does sound right because he's five, five seven. No, he's five eight, I think. Eh. Five seven, five eight, whatever. But he scored seventy two goals. It's impressive. He ended and up being a Montreal Canadian. He landed there. Also, I would like to point out you called the uh, burgundy suit for the burgundy. Mark you're, you're I said blue. It was not burgundy. He wore a pink jacket it and was like green to, pants. It was close. It was it was Christmas in June in Montreal. He Mark, was wearing pink and green. Mark Bergevin. and then like a mint green tie. It was very confusing. Yeah, he, I don't know what happened to Marky B. Usually he's like very. I, I like the suit. Uh. I like the I like the suit. I like the because the tie matches the pants a little bit. Yeah, the no, red sports coat, whatever. He had like the mint tie, but like yeah. those dark green hey, pants. He's been wearing blue. He figured he'd switch it up I'm a little confused. bit. Look, we went through it. Me and Steven went through this <laughs> of what color Mark Bergeron was going to wear to the draft. And I said, probably burgundy. Now, it was closer to burgundy than blue, so I was in that color range palette. Okay. But, oh my God. Holy shit. Someone was excited. Okay. I had, I was worried that they were going to draft. Cameron York, originally, mm. I was like, also very small, also very small, playing defense, also scored longest points. Okay, but they already got a smallish defenseman. His name is Victor Mete. Now he's a very good they defenseman. Also have a bunch of smallish forwards, man, not so small. Uh, big Jonathan Druin, big and hard. Jonathan Druin, six foot. Okay, maybe Max yeah, Dome is five eleven. Yeah, okay, he's my height. Okay, he is. He's my height. You know when they measure people, those aren't always accurate. Okay, so Austin Matthews is six foot one then. Yeah, yeah, because he's six foot four. No, I mean, yeah. that's the funny thing. He's listed at six foot one, and then you see him stand beside someone who's six so foot I'm one. So I'm as tall as Austin Matthews. What are you trying to tell me? What? I'm five eleven and three quarters. Austin Matthews is like six four. Yeah, he's more. He's six listed four. at like six one. Anyways. but he is six four. Anyways, I didn't want Cameron York. No disrespect to Cameron York, but you know Thomas Healy was another guy who had his 
his name mispronounced Healy Thomas or whatever the hell. Harley? They, Harley, Thomas Tom, Harley? Harley Thomas Harley, sorry. Oh, they yeah. mispronounced his name, and I just mispronounced his name too. See? It's a common thing for you, bud. <laughs> You'll have that draft memorable moment because it was like a senior partner for Dallas that, I don't know, anyways. Oh, uh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, basically I would say after what pick? Basically from the, the, the Buffalo Sabres pick on, I thought Cole Caulfield was going to go to the Buffalo Sabres. Hey, Jack Eichel needs a right winger. Don't draft him. The Edmonton Oilers, hey! Someone who can, you know. Connor McDavid needs a right winger because he doesn't have one. doesn't have a left winger but either. But they were scared off, obviously, by Kyler Yamamoto. Another diminutive forward. The Anaheim Ducks could use a winger. Just let one go in Corey Perry. Nope. Took a center. Took Can't a center. Centers. That's true. Vancouver Canucks. Take a we'll, winger. Well, we'll get to the Vancouver Canucks. Oh, we'll, <laughs> we'll get to the Vancouver Vasil, Canucks. Vasily, whatever the hell his name is. The Russian kid, Pod. 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 Kozin, whatever the f- I don't know. I don't know. Kozin, Pod Kozin, or whatever. Something like that. So they take a winger. Now, ideally, that's okay because he's a winger. And the way they view him is that he probably wouldn't be ready for another two years anyway. And he's got two years left on his deal so with they, SKA, yeah. which means he's not coming over for two years at mm-hmm. least. Now we get to pick 11. Philadelphia's original pick. They decide we're going to trade back. Which is a smart move. Which is a smart move got because. A first and a second from the Canadian, they, the Coyotes. They obviously identified that. Whatever player they were gonna, they were they wanted, they could probably get at fifteen. Sorry, excuse me, fourteen. Mm-hmm. So they trade down with Arizona, and Arizona takes Victor, Victor Soderstrom. Okay, no problem. And then a run of U.S. national development, which was the the, the theme in the first round, by the way, the U.S. national oh, yeah. uh, development program, getting a lot of guys selected. Uh, Matthew Boldy to Minnesota, Spencer Knight, the goalie to Florida. Florida needs. Desperately for some goaltending because out Bobby Lou, we have no idea what is happening with him. It sounds like LTIR. A.K.A. Robita Island, Joffrey yep. Lupal Island, where he'll get fat in Italy and you'd be upset that people are calling him fat, but he'll make some he's joke. He's out there. He's like, he was snowboarding. I remember yeah. that. Yeah. Joffrey. Uh, so that makes sense for them. That's a, uh, that's a lot of people were, were Florida picked, had Spencer Knight going, and it's the, the best pick they probably could get because – they're probably end up signing uh, Artemi Panarin anyway. Well, we'll get we'll get to the, we'll the get to NHL that. free agent rubric because but, this this pick also might have been a redundancy if they sign. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then you get to pick fourteen, and guess who's back on the board? Philadelphia mm-hmm. with the pick they acquired from Arizona when they traded down. And I'm thinking, shit, shit, shit. They're gonna take Cole Caulfield. Mm-hmm. It's like this is a gift from Mark Bergevin. He's getting the gift, but Philadelphia's about to take the gift away. And they walk up there, and they say, from the U.S. development, I'm like, shit, Cameron York. I'm like, yeah! I was at work, and I got multiple. I was watching on a stream, so it was delayed. So it was like, first he tells me about uh, Marky B's suit. I can't see it yet. And then I finally (laughs) see it. I'm dying. And then he just starts celebrating, getting text messages. And I'm still waiting for the pick to be in, because I'm like 30 seconds behind. And then finally he tells me, Cole Caulfield. And then the next thing I see, I look at my iPad, Cole Caulfield. It's like... You lucky son of a bitch. And the Montreal Canadiens get a guy who scores goals. 
Steven's upset he forgot his water. No, this isn't mine. I'm I'm upset because I've told you about this. People leave garbage in the oh, studio yeah. all the people, fucking time. People are fucking and up I our studio. I haven't been in the studio for like two hours, and there's already garbage in here. Does he get it? With oh. the assist for Manch. Recycling. <laughs> Caring is recycling. But anyways, Cole Caulfield falls to the Montreal Canadiens to help a position of a little bit of need, which is a guy who can score. Montreal has some problems scoring. Uh, they did last year. They did last year. Now they scored a quite. A, they scored a bit, but they could no, they have didn't. used an extra punch. They didn't score very much, and they definitely didn't score in the power play. They scored enough to have ninety six points in the regular season. Yes. Okay. They didn't. They weren't. They, don't don't sell them like they're they the had fucking, offensive issues. Don't tell them they, they had serious they offensive had power issues. play issues. They had the worst power play issue. Yeah. They looked like Edmonton from two years ago. Yeah, but do you know who was worse? Edmonton was, from two years ago. No, you know who was even worse? Edmonton this year. No. Who? The Natural Predators. Oh, the yeah. Natural Predators. Had historically, they had a bad... Like, they were awful. That's what happens when you just funnel everything back to your point men, and they just hammer shots on that, and that's on. it. Hang on a second here. I have to get this, because disrespecting. Disrespect, okay? Montreal Canadiens at 209 goals. Okay? Still better than some of these other teams. Okay. Anyways, they need goal scoring because yeah, that's I don't understand. That's why I'm, I don't understand Anyways, why you're arguing but because no, they needed goal scoring. They need more goal scoring, and they got Cole Caulfield, which is an amazing thing because Craig Button pointed this out because now Montreal is like fully loaded in the fucking prospects department coming out of their wazoo word last year. There were lots of questions about what was happening, and a lot of people questioned Mark Bergevin. Me too. Trust me. Oh, I Go know. listen to episode one. Oh, we know. All right. Then episode three, where we find out Shea Weber just mysteriously had this knee oh, tear. Oh, that's right. All right? A lot of questions from Mark. I was Mark upset. B. All right? I was upset. Mark B, you did good. You didn't overthink this pick. You didn't take anything strange. In fact, you stayed sort of status quo because I've noticed one thing with the Montreal Canadiens is that they have taken a lot of Americans – in the first round. Yep. They seem to, it, it just, I don't know why, I don't know how, but it always seems to happen that the Montreal Canadiens take these these guys in the U.S. developmental program and the USHL and all that nonsense. But to get a player of this caliber at the pick they were at, not having to move up, not even overthink it, is a monster win and a monster award for Mark Bergevin. And just think, Craig Button pointed this out. Back in 1977, Montreal Canadiens had the 10th pick. And they selected, hold on, all right, get ready for this one. <laughs> it's, it's, it's Mark Napier. 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 Because he put me to sleep. <laughs> okay. Pick 15 of that round, ironically from Quebec, from the Laval... Nationals of the QMJHL is probably a pretty good goal scorer. Uh, Maybe one of the greatest of all time. Yeah. And Mike Bossy. Also, when Napier, were you alive to watch Napier play? No, because I was asleep. I was was a twinkle in my dad's eye. (laughs) 13 years of being a twinkle in my dad's eye. He knew I was, he knew I was, he knew I was on the way. All right. Did he even know your mom at that point? No. My dad was 17 at that point. He did not know my mom. Okay. There's a twinkle in my dad's eye. Ruining the story, Stephen. <laughs> Anyways, 
Montreal passed on Mike Bossy, and they lived to hate themselves even more because there was nobody for the torch to be passed to from Guy Lafleur down to the next great goal scorer. Could have been Mike Bossy in their own backyard. Now, this is in their own backyard. It's a little far. Mark Bergevin likes to venture to Michigan quite a bit. I know this. I've seen him down there. That's why he wears all the blue suits. That's why he wears all the blue suits. He's a Michigan guy. What do you want? Not a state guy. He's a university Michigan guy. <laughs> to get Cole Caulfield, this could be the help that puts the Canadians into the next phase. Into, as we've stated, me and Stephen talk off the air a lot. They're coming. And do you know what else is coming, Stephen? Toronto, Montreal in the playoffs. Oh, hell yeah. We had this go. Yeah. It's coming. The hate will soon be there. Steven and I will have a little bit of a hate for each other, a little bit of love, a little bit of respect, <laughs> but it's coming, and I can feel it. I can feel it, Steven. It's excited. I'm excited. Yeah. Cold caught, kids. I still can't believe it. I'm in utter, utter, utter shock. Now, on to the Colorado's second pick of that, that first round, by the way. Tops, that's not bad. Yep. Two picks in the top 20. Doing pretty good. Made the playoffs. You got two picks in the top 20, including the fourth overall pick. You find your defenseman to play alongside your other franchise defenseman, potentially, mm-hmm. in uh, Cal McCarr. And then you you maybe find your second-line center to play behind your franchise player in Nathan McKinnon when they drafted Alex Newhook. Good Newfoundland boy. Mm-hmm. Boy from the Rock, just play Joe Sakic playing up to all the Western Conference folk. By the way, oh. sorry, the Western the the Western part of Canada. He's folk. from Vancouver. Burnaby Joe, he's man. Burn- no, he's from Burnaby. He's not from Vancouver, but he's from BC. And you heard it. There was serious love there. Yeah, he got more love than I think the Vancouver Canucks did. Yeah, probably. <laughs> the only people that got a bigger cheer than Burnaby Joe was the Seagulls. Yeah. Which quickly turned back into booing because Gary <laughs> Bettman tried to use them to stop the booing. That didn't work. I'll give him credit. <laughs> it worked temporarily. Yeah, I'll give him credit. I'll give Batman credit. I don't give See, he's getting better at it, though. Because like now he has a sense of humor about it. He has to. You know what I mean? Remember at the beginning, though, he, he did not like this. He was this. bitter. He was a bitter <laughs> yes, old man. Now he just he kind of laughs it off. He's like, well, he's like, I'll be here longer than some yeah. of you. So, Well, the best is he, he always does it with like, hold on, there's something you might want. You know what? I, can we just <laughs> stop that the whole, there's a trade to announce, and it's like, this little fucking trade between like Philly and Arizona. Yeah. It's like, no. Sit down. Sit the fuck the down. The insiders have already broken it. Yeah. Everybody it's, knows. It's over. We got you it. You have a phone, you know. You found yeah. out. All right. It's fine. Let's get to another trade, though, that day. We will get to the second round trades in a second. Yeah. That was a fun day. Speaking of Vancouver. <laughs> oh, what's his name? The new GM. Julian Breezewa. Yep. With some big shoes to fill. Stevie, why? So what does he do? Something that every rookie GM should do. Calls Jim Benning. <laughs> Gets Jim Benning on the phone. He's got to move some salaries out. Brain point is going to be kind of expensive. Uh, kind of expensive. <laughs> we'll get there in the, the free agent. Yeah. We'll get there. Oh, We'll get there. He's got to move all his money out. And they just signed JT Miller. Who we've talked about this many times. Who, why that was part of the should have never been part of the deal. The McDonough try. I don't. Still doesn't make any sense. Are you enjoying Vladimir Vladislav Nemestikov? Didn't he go back to Russia? He might have. <laughs> he might have. 
You know what's even better, though? So they got a first-round pick out of that. But they got Tampa's first-round pick. It was a late first-round pick. Tampa gets on the phone with Jim Benning. Julian Breezewa calling him up. All right, Jim. Uh, we want this uh, Merrick Mazinek and a third-round pick. Jim Benning's like, okay, I can do that. But we also want your first. And Jim Benning stops. Ponders. Thanks. And accepts it, but lottery protects it. I mean, the, the Canucks are bad. And I don't think they're going to be much better next year or the year after. I mean, if you're a JT Miller away from a Stanley Cup, sure. Trade a first-round pick. If you're Jim Benning in the Vancouver Canucks, though, what are you doing? What the fuck is going on here? I, although I should have known, as Jim Benning was the one who was going to give up actual assets for Nikita Zaitsev. Which I hope he still has some of after this trade. If you didn't guess, this was bad. This was a yeah. really bad trade. Like, JT Miller's making $5.5 million. Just on a rather large extension in Tampa that they can't afford. Where do you see him fitting in in Vancouver? He's going to play alongside Elias Pedersen. He's probably going to play alongside Brock Besser, or not Brock Besser, a Bo Horvat. Mm. Because do you really think he's going to play beside Brock Besser? Actually, yes, because it's the Canucks. You know, like, this is. <laughs> it's just. See, Jim Benning. You know what the funny part of this all is now? Is now they can't even go make Mitch Marner an offer sheet deal because they've traded away their first round pick. Could be next year's. Well, no, because they don't no, no, have no, it. You need to have it. Exactly. So they're. See, JT Miller's okay. It's fine. He's all right. Especially if you're a contender. You know what? At, at, at 26 years of age, the most points he's ever had was 56, and that was with the Rangers. You know? He came over in that Tampa the first year of that Tampa deal. He had eighteen. He was he he stole the show. He took away Yanni Gord's spot in the lineup, who was killing it that season. Fit in really nicely yeah. with the team. The, the following season, eh, not so much. Forty seven points in seventy five games, like, and he's making five and a half. And uh, he was non-existent in the playoffs. But a lot of Tampa's offense was non-existent in the playoffs. I like to point Ooh, that a out. A lot of too. Tampa in general was non-existent in the playoffs. So to take on. All this contract, one, and give up your first for what? For a fifty-point guy, and where is that first going to be? Vancouver. Uh, Was Jim Benning just is it lottery of, protected? Yeah, but that's why. <laughs> but the, but the, but you really think they're not going to be in the lottery two years from now? Uh, well, when because they Thatcher still Demko they comes still haven't up. paid Brock Besser. No, and they're this. We'll the, get to the free agent because that's another name. Now they have some. They have, uh, where is it? Seventeen million, just over seventeen million in cap space. Is that great? No, uh, especially when seventeen million. What's that? Besser and Patterson. Probably. You know who's still going to be on the, the roster, unless you buy him out or Louis try Erickson. 
Louis Erickson. Don't forget about Louis. Well, yeah. then there's 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 the signal. I was going to go just back to last year. Or Antoine Roussel. I, exactly. That's exactly or, where I was going. Or Jay, Jay Beagle. Beagle and Antoine Roussel from last year. Who combined make what, Ange? Just shy of $6 million between two fourth liners. Not just shy. They both make $3 million each, so it equals up to six. So they make so $3 million each for guys that play on your fourth line. Not too good there in uh, Vancouver. Yeah. So uh, well, Elias, and they like you ready to be the next uh, great Swede that gets wasted there? And there's just uh, Alex Sedler's making six million dollars, and they resigned him. Like, oh, you know what's even? You know who oh. I'd give six million dollars to? I'd give six million to Jake Gardner before I ever give oh, it to Alex Sedler. They're, they're considering giving Jake seven. Like, what's happening? They're man? also considering giving. We'll get to this. They're also considering giving Tyler Myers eight. Well, when they have, I mean, he's tall. Chris Tanev at the end of his contract next season. Uh, Troy Stetcher will be an RFA next year. They're gonna need to pay him. Quinton Hughes is coming. I guess he's gonna play. He's gonna play. Alex Biga, he's old. He ain't playing. Julien Brisebois. The other Julien? There's another one. Will Julien. Guillaume. Know. Guillaume, whatever the hell. Guillaume Brisebois, whatever. Ashton uh, Saunter, Ben Hutton. Derek Pouliot, Oof. like Oof. Luke Shen. Oof. Ugh. Like, you know what? Does this essentially the roster that Angelo is reading you? Is this a team that should be trading a first round pick? No. Because again, at the deadline, you trade first round picks when you are you feel that you when you're a contender either, when you're a contender one or two. If you have to get rid of something bad on your roster because there's a big monster guy who's going to get a contract. Well, this that leads team, perfectly into the next. This <laughs> Vancouver Canucks team doesn't have that yet. But they've created this problem because, one, you have Louis Erickson. You're telling me between Louis Erickson and JT Miller that they're worth the $11 million plus that they currently mm. take of your cap? Close to 12 Close to 12 And guess what? Elias Pettersson, he's you're lucky that he's only making nine twenty five right now. Yeah, you know who else is going to make close to twelve? He keeps that up, Mister Pettersson. Yeah, as a number one center. Yeah. What do you think Brock Besser's going to ask for? I think he's going to take a discount. Seven and a half, probably eight right Minimum. now. Minimum. Minimum. The way we're going in the NHL with the contracts, probably. Yeah. So, like you said, now you've just added more term you and add, money. Why you give for up a non-essential piece? <sighs> Look, I am so happy Mark Bergevin never gave up you, a first for you, anything. Uh, do you think uh, Jim Benning was just sick of losing the lottery? Just constantly falling so back and just it. said, fuck it, take my pick? Doesn't matter what it's going to be, I'm still going to fall. You know what's going to happen? This is the year. They'll be in the lottery this year. And they're going to win it. No, no. They'll per- they'll keep the pick. Yeah, they They have. won't win it, though. They'll, they'll fall back one more time. And then you know what will happen? In two years, they'll finish 10th. The last lottery pick. And they'll pull a New Jersey, and they'll win the fucking lottery, yeah. and this pick will not belong to them. This is this is a it's a head scratcher. I don't know why you give up a first. Now we'll see what Julian Breesbaugh does with that first because he's not Stevie Y. Because he's not Stevie Y. Now he pulled but then again, his deal we don't off. know because Julian Breesbaugh was also in there making like doing a lot of these things yeah. with Stevie Y. So he could or he could you know what I mean? This could be possible. Yeah. Who knows? Could be interesting. But you just mentioned it, trading a first round pick to. Get rid of things. Toronto Maple Leafs traded a first-round pick and a seventh 
2020. Sold their souls, Stephen. Patrick Marlowe, a first in 2020. That's protected. Now, this is a smart thing to do for a team that's a contender that already has some injuries. Travis Dermott, Zach Hyman. Now, granted, if they finish in the lottery, really, if they really? finish in the lottery, the city's going to burn down. It will burn down. Okay, <laughs> it's going to burn. There will be blood sacrifice. There will be some th- shit. Is going to happen. But you needed to move Marlowe's money, and all of the crazy ideas that you were going to manage to do it somehow without trading a first clearly were impossible. Is it great? No. Did it need to be done? Yes. Be great if Kyle Dubas could clean up another Lula and Morello mess and move Nikita Zaitsev to Jim Benning, preferably just because that would be so great. You're asking a lot there, Stephen. So great. You're asking a lot. And now you won't. You, you I know. Won't. Now they don't have a first and a third to so give it's us over. for Nikita Zaitsev. So it's over. Patrick Marlowe deal happens. And essentially what that does, because the next thing that happened once Marlowe was moved, we heard about the Kapanen and Janssen extensions. So it sounds like Kapanen is uh, three years between 3.2 and 3.4. And Janssen is four years between 3.4 and 3.6. Janssen had arbitration rights, which Kapanen did not. Janssen is also older and took an extra year. So he gets the extra. It sounds like he's getting an extra 200 grand. Those are really nice bits of business. You replaced Marlowe's cap hit with Janssen and Kapanen. Who were better than him last year anyways. And oh, by the way, the talk was that instead of a first, what you were going to have to pair with Patrick Marlowe was going to have to be maybe Janssen, but it sounded a lot like Kapanen is who the Carolina Hurricanes wanted. And in in my opinion, with this team, the way that they're built, are you going to need cheap guys to play with your high-paid superstars? Yes. Yes. Are you generally going to find them in the late first round? Hopefully. Yeah. But at that point, second-round picks, pretty close. Yeah, second-round, first. Basically, I would say from the 20th pick... There's actually a chart on this, and it is about the 20th the pick. 20th it's either the pick. 20th or the 22nd. It's, it, it. it's almost the exact same at that point as yeah. a second and third. Yeah. So, you know what? Okay, you give up a first, you give up a second, whatever. You know what? You're doing what you have to do at the end of the day. And the key is you get rid of Patrick Marlowe, who is pretty much a negative by the end of the season. And, yes, you get rid of an asset in that first-round pick, but you keep the two more valuable assets – in Janssen and Kapanen. And these are two really good contracts for Kyle Dubas. You look at the William Nylander contract, the final number is okay. Especially now when you're seeing what guys are getting paid. 6.9 ain't that bad. If but he the plays whole like situation- he did last year, that 6.9 is ugly. Yeah, but he also just had, I think it was like 22 points in nine world championship games. Like it's cl- I don't count world championships. Yeah, but the kid is he's you know not. What? NHL and World Championship are two different animals. Yeah, I'm going to say he's closer to a 60-point player than a 20-point player. Oh, yeah, I would say that, too. He can't come out here and lay a dud. Yeah, but I don't think that's going to happen. Lays, if I'm he doesn't saying. have 60 point, and I mean he's got to have 60 plus. I think he's going to be pretty if, much stapled if, to... If we see 50 and below... I got a feeling he's going to be stapled issue. to Matthew's wing, 
And if he stapled Matthew's wing, he should staple. You okay? He should staple some uh, other things, but I'm actually confused there. I won't. What's I, he won't staple? I won't go for his hair. His hair is great. Hair, that flow is fire. Maybe some heart. Maybe some heart. Okay. Doesn't look like he gave a shit last year. Okay. Left his team hung up to dry. Just, yeah. It's hey, true. Jonathan Gruen, Gruen give a shit? Because it doesn't look like he cares about anything. No, but I know he doesn't give a shit. Okay. See, I say there he doesn't go. give a shit. See, I'm, I'm a realist, Steven. Anyways. But what I'm trying to say. The Matthews contract, I don't like the term. The dollar amount was kind of. The dollar amount was going to be the dollar that's amount. that's what that like, was going to be. I don't like the five years. But you look at these two contracts. It's like signing Brown and Hyman because Brown got 2.5 over three years and Hyman yeah. got 2.75 over four. It's They're basically exactly the same when you work in inflation and how long ago those contracts were signed. Yeah. Right? And both of these players are substantially better. Oh, yeah. They have so much more offensive upside than Connor Brown and Zach Hyman. Patrick Marlowe is a guy who should be playing fourth-line minutes making a million dollars. Which is probably what he's going to do and probably in San Jose. Yeah. Well, they win. Probably not because they're exactly. old as shit too now. But again, was it painful to see happen? Oh God, yeah. Yeah. Was it necessary? Yes. They had no choice. The Leafs, the Leafs' hands were tied. They had to do and it. And did you make? And did you do a nice bit of business getting Janssen and Kapitan signed? And even and even more so to that point. Are they officially signed? They're not officially signed. And the best point is point point. <laughs> he got he's getting excited. He got them to agree in principle, to these contracts. The offer sheet's off the table now. Because you know who could get offer sheeted? Andreas Janssen and Kasperi Kapanen. Because you could give them $4.2 million. The Leafs couldn't probably pay either of them four point two, And all you have to trade is a second-round pick. It's pretty good value. That's a deal I'd be making. Yeah. But you know what Kyle Dubas did? He talks to both the agents. He says, is the money right? The agents say yes. Is the term right? Yes. Well, we're not going to make it official yet because I have this kind of problem to deal with named Mitchell Marner. But your money is there. Your term is there. Are you guys good? Are we good? We're good. And now you don't have to worry about an offer sheet for the most likely guy to get one or guys to get one. The guys where you're actually value-wise, it makes the most sense because the Leafs can't afford to pay them what you would have offer sheeted them at and you're only giving up a second-round pick. Speaking of second-round picks, though, as we move to the second day of the draft, some things happen. Player that you have a soft spot for, straight again. I have no soft spot for anybody. Ah, you know you do. Yeah, of course I do. He's traded again. There's lots of lots of rumors. There's least rumors about PK Subban. Thank God it didn't. Ha- Thank you. Oh, hockey gods! That been for not having PK so end up in a Leaf jersey because so I would have been sick to my stomach. I would have had oh, to pack God. away and sell my Montreal Canadiens PK Subban jersey. I would have had a PK jersey immediately. Yeah. I would have showed up to work with one. But he's not traded to the Toronto Maple Leafs. No, he was traded to another Eastern Conference team. Team that picked first overall. Mm-hmm. Team that picked first overall now twice in the last three years. That also has a former MVP in Taylor Hall because they traded, uh, they got him for Adam Larson. Yeah. Peter Shirelli, how's that working out for you? Peter Shirelli. But uh, PK Subban was traded from the New Jersey Devils or to the New Jersey Devils 
from the Nashville Predators. And the return was two second-round picks. Steve Santini, who's not very good. He's a right-handed shot defenseman who may never, like, he's played in the NHL. He, I think he had five points in 43 games. And it's not like he's, like, the go-to shutdown guy either. He's just not very good. Jeremy Davies, who's an interesting defensive prospect, racked up a good amount of points in college, U.S. college hockey. But two second-round picks, a guy, and a nice little prospect. A guy. You're right there on the guy. For not only one of the best offensive defensemen in the league, for one of the best offensive defensemen in the league who also happens to be a right-hand shot. Now I know that Nashville needs to extend Roman Yossi. But my God, they essentially just handed PK away for free. And I don't think Ray Shiro could confirm this trade quick enough. <laughs> like, he was running to the NHL office. Forget the fax machine. I'm going to run it to Gary myself. <laughs> He's like just sprinting from his table right to the league table. Ah, except, except. <laughs> now, if you're the Devils, you're looking at your team. You're like, hmm, not bad. A couple of first overall picks down the middle. Former MVP on the wing. Some solid defenders around PK. And now you're praying to God for a Corey Schneider bounce back. Because if that doesn't happen, you're in trouble. But Devils are in a nice spot. And the Predators just got worse. Like substantially worse here. I I, I get it. They they, they cleared $9.5 million in cap room. But whew. Woof. They lost the trade. Uh, no. No, 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 no. When all you have to show for PK is a cup finals appearance and nothing else. And now and what, you, is, what does Montreal have to show? They still have Shea Weber. Uh, and? They still have Shea Weber. And a playoff appearance since? Well, Shea Weber was hurt last year. And this year they played in probably the hardest They did division. not win the trade. This was a stupid trade, but this does not make... Who still plays this, for the, this, yeah, that, that still that plays for the team? That does not work. What did David... What, is, what did he get Mark for him? Bergevin. What did he get for PK? Mark what Bergevin did he get for PK, does not get credit for David Poyle doing a stupid. But he did a stupid. Yeah, but he doesn't get... He just did a stupid. Yeah, but Mark Bergevin doesn't get credit for that. He did a stupid because now he's going to go and sign Matt Duchesne. Well, or give all the money to Roman Yossi. Which would be the smarter play. Now, if he does go sign Matt Duchesne, I, this is I exactly what it was for. I don't know what's happening. Like, if that's what it's for, then this is I a don't giant. Tell you. The giant L falls squarely on his head uh, on this organization no, no. that is still lost old. That Marky B still so, lost the PK Subban trade. However, however, who's still on their team? Yeah, but that doesn't mean he won the trade. The he still lost the trade. He's still on the team. He still lost the trade. Still on the team. He didn't force David Poyle to then trade still PK the for nothing, so he did not win. Who had that more trade. points last year? Who played more games? PK. I don't think so because PK was hurt for a lot of the year. PK played 63 games and had 31 points. Shea played 58 and had 33. Oh, okay. So a three-game difference and like a six-point difference. That's not three games. 
That's more. That's at fifty eight and sixty one. And he played with, and he played on a team that was supposed to be better than the Montreal Canadiens, and rebuilding they were Montreal, Montreal Canadiens, coming off a real injury. They were better. And in year one, when PK played sixty six, Shea played what was it seventy eight, forty two, and forty one, forty. Sorry. PK was a minus eight that year as well. PK also made the Stanley Cup final. Did they win? Uh, where's Montreal been? Same place as Nashville's been, without a cup. Well, at least Montreal's it, well, got a cup. Well, here's the thing: at least Nashville's been in the. Did they win? Uh, the chance to win was the goal to win. Montreal's been everyone's golfing. got a chance to win. The Leafs had a chance to win how this year. The Boston this, Bruins. How did you turn this into a Montreal? They lost the this trades. Tra- if all you have to show, like, look, okay, here's the thing: Max Pacioretty was traded originally. Well, the, the what became Craig Rive. Craig Rive basically got traded for Josh Georges and Max Pacioretty. You would say the GM at the time won that deal, correct? And then the GM that currently had traded Max Pacioretty for Nick Suzuki, a second-round pick, and Thomas Tatar would have won that deal too. He had something to show for it. If all he has to show for it is a second-round pick and a potential... David Poyle <laughs> trading the player he acquired two years later has nothing to do with Mark Bergevin's trade. fucked up. Yeah, but Mark Bergevin didn't do any better. I would have rather kept PK. He lost Ryan that. Ellis. He lost that trade. Yeah, well, that's that's a deal. Well, he that's, still has his play. Now that's a fact. He still has. Now that's he, a fact. Remember, yeah, but he again, still has Shea yes, Weber. Yes, but again, he had nothing to do with him getting traded the second time. Still has Shea so Weber. You cannot. Okay, you can live in this fantasy world. He still where, has Shea Weber. Where him getting traded from the team? Hey, like, I'm just nothing that, to do. I'm just saying with he's the, got, he's got Shea Weber, and all Nashville has to show for it is who were those players again, please? Steve Santini, Jeremy Davies, and two second round picks. Okay. And then one last trade note before we get into free agency and then we move on to the NBA. I just wanted to bring this one up because I found it really funny. Carl Soderberg? Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> so Chicago traded Ryan Hartman for a first-round pick. Yeah, which is another – it's sort of like getting JT Miller for a first-round pick. And then and then Ryan Hartman got traded as, as like, the, the main part of the Wayne Simmons trade because it was Ryan Hartman and, I believe, a conditional fourth. If I'm not mistaken, it was a fourth. And I think yeah. it was conditioned on them making it to it was either the second round or the conference finals. Yeah. And I think it was closer to the conference finals. So that turns yeah, into yeah. a fifth. So I think. And now he's been traded for Tyler Pitlick. Yeah. Whew. <laughs> Buddy, there are, some, there are some teams making bad deals. Stan Bowman's just Did sitting it, here laughing. And, and and we can't forget about Carolina, you know, trading Calvin DeHaan. Who they just signed. Who they just signed for what? Now that was like I I guess they have some kind of faith in Gustav Forsling, who played the half the season with the Blackhawks. Anton Forsberg is a back. I don't. What, what? What? He's a backup goalie for their upcoming CHL goalie. Yeah, like I don't. Their, oh, uh, sorry, the Alex uh, Nedeljkovic, the kid from the. It. I think it's from. Was he the in the Charlotte o? Checkers? Oh, he was in the A. Okay. He was the goalie of the year thing. He was yeah the goalie of the year in. Down he won in the their HL. version of the Vesna. Vesna. Yeah, basically. So yeah, now they needed. A goalie on their roster since they're going to buy out Scott Darling and they don't have uh, essentially McElhinney is going to be a free agent. So is Mrazek. So they needed to have a, they needed to have two goalies on their roster. Mm-hmm. Nadelkovic is one they've signed to a contract and now they have Forsberg. But I just why? And then they traded a kid in Alexi Sarayala 
I mean, it, he doesn't look like a star, but this is a guy that's near point of game in the AHL. Like, that's that's not nothing for a backup goalie and a spare part defenseman. You traded a guy who plays in your top four and a prospect. I don't. A lot of these teams make questionable deals. Stan Bowman just laughing. Well, yeah, Stan Bowman's just laughing. Will he get his team in the playoffs? Find out. Tune who in. Knows? Tune in. Next you know what he's already done? He's already managed to get them a lot younger. Yeah, well, that was. Yeah. That was a Skills. must. That was a must. Now, we've talked about it multiple times, so we'll just get down now to the free agent rumors in the NHL. We've mentioned it plenty of times. Mitch Marner, he thinks he's getting an offer sheet. The Leafs have basically said, go talk to teams. It's fine. We've talked about this a whole lot. Do I think he's going to get offer sheeted? No. I really don't. And if, and if some team does want to give him over $11.5 million, I've, God bless. I've thought about this team because, well, they just acquired a defenseman, and they had just won the draft lottery two out of three years in a row. Why not the New Jersey Devils of all teams to be like, eh, fuck it. Now, am I saying that it's going to happen? No. But I'm saying that there is potential there because of one, Ray Shiro's comments. Basically saying this isn't a gentleman's league. Fuck that shit. Literally, he said fuck no, that no, shit. No, no, I know. But, so, like, here's the thing. You know you know who... I've said this since day one. You know who you offer sheet if you're going to offer sheet anyone? Braden Point. Oh, yeah. Sebastian Ajo. I'd, I'd number off, one I'd centers. Actually, I'd actually offer sheet Mitch Marner before I, I do Sebastian Ajo. We're looking at number one centers. Braden Point is closer to a number one center. Braden Point is a number one center. Braden Point is yeah. Braden Point's special. Braden Point can play number one power play, yeah. number one penalty kill, yeah. first line. Braden Point can play twenty three minutes a night, and it's not a Sebastian big deal. Sebastian Aho just happens to play the number one center role on Carolina, but he's not Braden Point. He had eighty three points. He's pretty good. Pretty good. Like I told you, is it? A, we've spoken off the air about this one too. About is Sebastian Aho closer to the sixty five to seventy point player? Or is this the crazy year? Because they did go crazy, Carolina. And things don't go right always in Carolina. You know this. Oh, We've know. seen this Carolina Hurricanes. It's us against the world, and we can't fill our fucking barn, but we're going to be a bunch of jerks, and we're going to rally behind this. They're also trading away a bunch of their defensemen. Exactly. Which was really their yeah. like their, their calling fun. card. Have fun. Not to mention. Good luck. Chances of Chris Magalini doing that again. Zero to none. And I love, don't get me wrong, he was a, I loved him. Okay, Curtis McElhinney played the Habs one night. He made God 15 bless. fucking one saves. God bless. I'm like, what the hell's going on here? Is that this guy again? couldn't stop a beach ball Is three that weeks ago. Is happen again? No. Exactly. But again, in terms of free agents, you know who, those are guys you would offer sheet. And specifically you know Braden Point because Tampa doesn't have the money. Do you know who I would offer sheet before I would offer sheet anybody? It's Patrick Line right now. Do you know why? Because you don't have to do the crazy four first-round picks one. You do the one below. Which is a first, a second, and a third. And that's I bet Winnipeg would let it happen. Yeah. Because they kind of can't afford him. Not to mention, he wasn't very good. No. But I'd take that chance. Yeah. I'm pretty sure the Toronto Maple Leafs would take that chance had Mitch Marner signed, decides to sign his offer sheet. Because at oh. the end of the day, think oh. about it. Oh. Think about it. They could. And that... The potent- there you I didn't go. even think about there that There you one. go, Steven. There's one could for you. Could you imagine Lyde and Matthews on the same team? There you go. There you <laughs> oh go. Oh, my God. Things get interesting. This Things would get interesting. You know, you can't forget about also the free agents. One by the name of our Tim Panarin who thinks he's going to break the bank. I'm he pfft. thinks he's getting 11 and a half, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good luck with that one. I, I, yeah, I, yeah, I, 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 I might I, do it. 
Dave Talon will do it because they're desperate. But what in what middle of November? There's going to be what five thousand people in the fucking building again. If that, if. Fact. Look, get the get these teams out of Carolina. And then hey, maybe maybe they went ahead and uh, they signed goalie Bob, and then Spencer Knight never plays for them. Look, if I if if I'm teams that are are looking like here, I'll give an example. And I know you don't like this example, but it might work. If you get Wayne Simmons for two million dollars, and you're the Toronto Maple Leafs, I'm fine. two million dollars. You run two million dollars. Two million. Sure. Just get sure. that deal done. Yeah. Now I don't know if he's going to sign for that. No. But hey, it's worth a shot. Don't sign Joe Thornton. Don't don't be stupid. Maybe the Leafs sign Justin Williams. There you go. Or maybe they offer Sheet Patrick Line. Or maybe they, they sign Andres Lee to pair alongside oh John Tavares again. Take the second captain in there a row. There you go. You want to be hated. That's how you be hated. Excellent. <laughs> oh, boy. Now, there's another draft. Yes. The NBA draft happened. Zion Williamson. First overall pick. Don't you mean Booger McFarland? <laughs> Stop lying to the people, Steven. It was Booger McFarland who got drafted this first is overall. Your, this is your thing. He looks <laughs> like Booger McFarland. <laughs> Look, he's going to be down in New Orleans, all right? People say New Orleans, the food in New Orleans is tasty. Uh, little yeah. gumbo. I was about to say. It's, some yeah. crawfish. Oh, all right? You're telling me this guy's not going to be Beignets. Yeah, like this guy's going to be eating fucking like crazy. He's a big dude to begin with. 285 yeah, pounds. Yeah, he's a monster. Monster power forward. He's going to be Shaq. Calling it now. He's going to be like Shaq. He's going to be not he's not going to be LeBron. He's going to be Shaq. He's going to eat like Shaq. Remember Shaq? He wasn't he was skinny Shaq he's the magic. Skin, yeah. This is skinny Shaq. He's except he's not. Zion's a big boy. Yes, I know. That's why he's not skinny Shaq. He will be like in between Shaq. Except he has like the leaping ability of LeBron. Yeah, leaping ability of LeBron, eating ability of Shaq. Boom, That's scary. Mini Shaq. That shouldn't be possible. <laughs> that should not be humanly possible. In the 21st century, in 2019, Stephen Artabello, it is possible. Anything's possible. It is. In the words of Kevin Garnett. Yes. Number two, this was as expected, especially with Mike Connolly getting traded to the Jazz. John Morant becomes a Memphis Grizzly. Excellent player. You really saw it when he got into the tournament with a small school in Murray State. And that first game, he had a triple-double. Yeah. And then R.J. Barrett, I'm just – I know he wanted to go to the Knicks. He's the savior. Oh, I just feel so bad because he's Canadian. I want good things to happen Don't to feel him. bad. Don't feel bad I for want, him. I just, okay. I just, he, R.J. Barrett is going to be fine in New York. He's I, going I to save I think it, the New I, York you Knicks. You know I have a lot of faith in R.J. Like a lot of faith in R.J. I just feel bad. I feel so bad. Maybe he can fix it. but He's going to start – and then he's going to get Kyrie. Well. And Kobe. No, I'm kidding. And KD. <laughs> not Kobe. Kobe's not coming out of retirement for the no, next. Not God. happening. Now, in terms of the other interesting things that happened in the NBA draft, because this was pretty much locked in. We knew this. We talked about this yeah, in the we, last podcast. Like we, the only thing we said about this, the, the third pick, was that, will the Knicks do what the Knicks will typically do? Will they do something do? stupid? Exactly. Yeah. Will, will they, they nick it up and then save R.J. Barrett? Will they take Jackson Hayes? And unfortunately, they didn't save R.J. Barrett. Okay. Sad. Very sad. But you did call this. However, they didn't give up as much as you thought. I they know. Would. I thought they would have to give up a lot more. The Atlanta and, Hawks moved up to number and four. And wasn't the original deal for number three they were going to give up so much? They were going to give up the the, the, the the all three to move up to three. And they the only- Knicks were locked in on RJ. 
But this is a nice pick. Now, I want you to tell the people what you told me because I started thinking about it after you brought it up, and it made a lot of sense. Because when you look at this Atlanta Hawks team now, you got Trey Young, excellent young point guard that can shoot from anywhere. Now, he lost rookie of the year last night. We'll get to the... Yeah. We'll we'll kick we'll, we'll conclude this with he the He lost NBA rookie awards. of the year, but who he lost it to is like it's, I think it's hard I've to been be- saying this all year. I've been saying this before he even played a game in the NBA. I think Luka Doncic is the next face of this league. Yeah. I think this is the next real true like Zion could be phenom- I I've never seen anything like Zion. No. It's just I they, he's 285 pounds and he's got a like a near 50 inch vertical. Like what is happening? LeBron's jumping ability. Shaq's eating ability. Exactly. You get Booger McFarland. <laughs> but. So you look. So Doncic wins Booger of the Year. But mm-hmm. so they have Trey Young. Kevin Herter, great three point shooter. John Collins has been very good. And he was hurt, I would say, basically until December of last year. And, and he came in, and he was he was a fucking shit brick Exactly, house. and he can play power forward. He can play center in the new NBA. And they've trade up to get DeAndre Hunter, who is a lockdown defender. Pretty good three-point shooter when he was with Virginia. What was the, uh, what did you call this, this grouping? The new Splash Bros. The Golden State of the East. Now, DeAndre Hunter is going to have to go a long way to be as good of a shooter as Clay is, but he might be a better defender. Mm-hmm. And Clay's a hell of a defender. Don't exactly. get exactly like don't. I'm not selling Clay. We're talking first, sh- second team all yeah. defense. Like that's how good Clay is. DeAndre Hunter is like this is what he does. He got drafted fourth overall because of the way he plays defense, and the kid can shoot. Don't sleep on camera. Was the fact that they were able to one exactly. trade up keep and they to keep that pick. That's the pick. And the funny thing is, is you know what you know who they got that pick from? They got that pick as part of the trade that meant that they passed on Luka Doncic to take Trey Young. Mm-hmm. So essentially, they got Trey Young and Cam Reddish. Now again, I think Luka Doncic is the next LeBron. I think we're literally looking at a generational. Yeah. Like we could be, see, this is what we could end up being. What what could be down the road, eventually, once these players really develop, because we've seen the development of of Trey Young and Luka Doncic. We saw their first years, yeah, and, be... and and it was unbelievable. Probably two of the best rookie seasons we've and, we've seen in a very very long time. And it time. took Trey a little while to get going, but once he got yeah. up to full speed, all the Steph Curry comparisons were it's they a, were there. as accurate as as advertised. And you're gonna have these two, one in the West. And one in the East. One also might be playing with the unicorn, depending on how that knee feels in yeah. Dallas. And they, they also have the room to go add a max free agent. Which they might end up doing, which would be a smart play, to pair with your superstar player, franchise player, and Luka Doncic. But this Atlanta team, the way they are now officially set up, the way they maneuvered this draft to have two picks in the top ten, Without having to, like, we talked about it last week, that I thought they would have to give away all three picks to, to do things like this, to, to trade up to three, to get, and, I you know, I was pretty much right. I thought they wanted R.J. Barrett. They won. They were willing to give up all three, but the problem was New York didn't want to bite. And they got. 
and Pelicans who were looking to make that move. Yeah, because they already had their number one pick, and and the Pelicans were like, we have all this Laker draft capital that we're going to be able to use down the stretch. And we have plenty of guards. We got Lonzo. We got Drew Holiday. You know, we have what we need. Mm -hmm. So they, you know, what they really needed? They took what they really needed—a real rim protector. Yeah. And Jackson Hayes. Yeah. Who, if he can develop a little bit, and you know, being beside all the guys they have, he doesn't really have to play that much offense. He can just be, hey. Look at Jared Allen with Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Pretty great little center they got going there. Elite defensively. That's the same type of guy he could be. I'm a, a, a big fan of the Atlanta Hawks. What they, the moves that they did, uh, what they were able to do in these past two drafts, setting themselves up to be the next Golden State Warriors. If 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 it all can, it go all well. comes together in a nice, neat little package. Because Cam Reddish at six foot nine in the new NBA. You can see a roster yeah. with a six foot nine Cam Reddish who can really shoot, a six foot eight Kevin Horder who can really and you shoot, think, and you a think, six foot seven DeAndre Hunter who can shoot and play defense. Yeah. Oh, by the way, and Trey Young. Yeah, and Trey Young going to be pick and roll and screening all day with John Collins. Yeah, like think about that. Like he and and he's shifty. And Collins can actually get like. Don't get me wrong, he can't guard. He's not like he's going to guard a point guard or anything. No, but if he gets switched on. It's not an automatic bucket because no. he's still a really good defender and he yeah. can move his feet for a dude who's a 6'11". Big he's win. pretty athletic. Big, big winners, the Atlanta Hawks, I'm telling you. Them, and you know what? You can't even sleep on New Orleans because now they, you know, with that trade, they're 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 even a little bit set up to go for it too. And what happens, It does. they can still sign a big free agent. Mm-hmm. They can still they can still package some of the draft capital and young players they got from the Lakers and get another star. <laughs> David Griffin, just out here, making moves. Doing the right thing. Smart smart basketball guy, that David Griffin. Now, we'll get to the, uh, I guess, the surprise of the draft. Bowl, bowl. Plummeting. And then, the Denver Nuggets. Throwing they give him a net. <laughs> they give him a net. Maybe a web. <laughs> that suit that he wore, designed by Young That Doug. was fucking ugly. It was pretty bad. This might be, I was telling you, I was telling Angelo this before we recorded the podcast. This might actually be the best thing that could happen to Bull Bull. The kid's dad's Manu Bull. He's already a millionaire. Okay. So missing out on the first round contract, it's not the same to him as it is to a lot of these kids. And the biggest knock on Bull Bull wasn't even the fact that he'd, he'd sustained the injury. It was what's his want to? What's his drive? What's his motor? You know what I mean? This is a kid who grew up with everything. How much does he really want to be a basketball player? What is he really like willing to sacrifice? How hard is he willing to work? He's also seven foot three and can shoot threes. You know what I mean? It's, he's never had to really overly exert himself. No. But you saw it when he started falling. He was not happy. He went to the green room. He came back. And when he was finally drafted, it was by the Heat, but the pick was traded. So every, the NBA's everyone knows can we when stop this, with this By the way, can we stop, stop with giving this whole... them the wrong hat? Yeah. Just give them the right hat where they're fucking going. Because it looks stupid. So stupid. Not right. to mention, maybe you just stop with the hats in general. Because you saw it with Lonnie Walker last year oh. and then this year with Kobe White. <laughs> you cannot contain some of the excellent hairdos yeah, from the NCAA. Let's, let's, let's stop. Just enough with the hats. We... 
we, we're better than this. But Bol Bol was pissed. And when he was asked, you know, how did he feel to finally be drafted, he said all he wanted to do was prove every team wrong. And for a kid where people had questions about his want to, may have just created that reason. And for a team like the Denver Nuggets that's already really good and really young, to get someone like Bol Bol for essentially nothing, excellent play. Now, before we cap this off, talk about a couple of rumors from the NBA free agency. One in particular that I found really interesting. We've been talking about Kevin Durant going to the Knicks. Talked about Kyrie Irving going to the Knicks. And we started talking about Kyrie Irving going to the Nets. And now, the Nets, at minus 125, are the betting favorites to land both Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. Oh, and on top of that, Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, according to Bleacher Report, have already talked multiple times. And they were supposed to talk at some point this week. Hell, they could be talking right now. On Tuesday, June 25th at 1.20 in the afternoon. Eastern Standard Time. Yes, of course. They could be talking about potentially teaming up and playing in New York. But not for the Knicks. For the Brooklyn Nets. But maybe it is for the Nets. Or the Knicks. The Mets. The Knicks, the Mets. The, the Knicks, the Mets, the, the Knicks, Mets, the, the Knicks. Knicks. Nobody knows. They wear the same colors? They wear the same colors. This is why I want someone to save R.J. Barrett? Same same weird logo with a ball in it. This is true. You know? <laughs> oh, and they also have strange names that were short-formed. Yeah. Now that I think about it, the Metropolitans and the Knickerbockers. There you go. One plays in Flushing, though, and the other plays in Manhattan. This is true. All right. Nobody wants to play in Flushing. How great would that be, though? <laughs> If they both go to the Nets. It would be weird. Didn't Kyrie want to be... I guess Kyrie's off this whole I want to be my own man thing. Yeah, clearly not. You know, I don't want to... I want to have my own... I think Kyrie is going to team up with someone. And if it's not Kevin Durant, it could be LeBron in L.A. Jimmy Butler could go to L.A. or the Clippers. But the Clippers, I think Jimmy Butler's only going to the Clippers if Kawhi leaves. And Kawhi's not leaving. Well, he... Because Kawhi just bought... uh, Cargo jet shit. I don't. Yeah, we'll see. We'll True, see. Man. I know. He's gonna live in Stony Creek. I'm scared. Far enough away from. I know the you were looking at. You were looking at his housing. <laughs> okay, Stony Creek, beautiful housing, Kauai. There's great housing there for you. The Hamilton Airport, not too far. They'll fly you in. They fly you in. They're giving him a chopper, or maybe a private jet. One of the two. Drop him off the OVO Center. Air Drake, whatever. It's fine. Whatever you want. Whatever you want, Kauai. The city is yours. Please, please, please stay. We don't know. Even if you stay for four years, I'm happy. It's worth it. No. You'll win another chip, and it'll be with the dip. <laughs> <laughs> One more thing I wanted to throw out there, though, with all the rumors swirling. D'Angelo Russell currently plays for the Brooklyn Nets. Mm-hmm. Had a great season, by the way. Almost one most improved player. Mm-hmm. Shout out Pascal Siakam, the real most improved player. Spicy P. Would you really rather have Kyrie? 
with his injury history and his history of destroying teams and not getting along with stars. Would you really like that? Oh, D'Angelo Russell has his own baggage. We know the Snapchat thing that ended Nick Young's marriage. Nick Young was going to end his own marriage anyway. This is true. So, like, this is true. <laughs> but one more just rumor I thought I'd throw out there. Apparently D'Angelo Russell is fully open to returning to the Lakers because Magic Johnson is gone. And if you traded, if you're the Lakers and you traded all of your draft picks and you maybe go out there and sign D'Angelo Russell to a restricted free agent contract, you might now have a 23 turning 24-year-old point guard to pair with your just-turned 26-year-old superstar, top-five player in the league, center, power forward, whatever you want to play Anthony Davis as, and LeBron James. LeBron James. We should just cut to that kid. <laughs> that Vine video. LeBron James. But you know what I mean? And again, what would you rather have? Kyrie Irving or D'Angelo Russell? Just a little interesting thing to throw out there. And I lied. There will be one last thing. I'll always go with the kid, by the way. Especially with the way he played last year. Mm-hmm. And the way he could be playing. And the way the Kyrie's generally hurt seriously most of the time. I'm trying to remember exactly where I was going to go with this after. Now NBA I forgot. Awards. No. We just mentioned Pascal Siakam. Giannis. Oh, yeah. Now I remember. So Danny Ainge, all the draft picks, rebuilding right, doing everything properly, didn't take Markel Fultz, took Jason Tatum. Real good play, by the way. Loses Kyrie. Doesn't trade for Anthony Davis. Then Al Horford opts out. But that was supposed to happen. And they instantly start talking on a three-year extension. And then... Stop talking extension. And Al Horford informs Danny Ainge, or I guess Al Horford's representative informs Danny Ainge, that Al Horford will not be signing with the Celtics. They cut off communications on a three-year extension because Al Horford's representatives made it abundantly clear that Al is going to sign a four-year free agent deal. So the Celtics... Went from the best team in the East before the season started. They might have lost their best player. And they might have lost their most important player for all the things that Al Horford does in that Brad Stevens system. Excellent passer. Great three-point shooter. Might be the best screen setter in the league. Incredibly intelligent player. that definitely helps you win games. And now Boston doesn't have him or Kyrie. And they didn't trade for Anthony Davis. What the hell do you do if you're the Celtics? Panic. 
And right. how could this have blown up any worse? Is there a way this could have gone worse now at this point? Yes. How? Boston Celtics fans would have to cheer for LeBron James. They would, though, because if he, if he showed you know up what? there, they would instantly This couldn't change. happen to a better organization. Mm-hmm. All that shit talking, one championship for your, air quotes, big three. For the guy who faked an injury to go because he shit his pants. Mm-hmm. Couldn't happen to a better organization. You waited. You lost. Nobody wants to come play in Boston, especially with the amount of racism that happens in that city. Bingo. Okay, we've seen it with the NHL. We've seen it in baseball. And I'm pretty sure... We've all heard it in the building. Okay. It's not a surprise. I was a very white town. I'm speaking as a white guy, too. It's very white. Mm-hmm. All right? And incredibly racist. Okay? Did you see how they treated Joel Ward after he scored the overtime winner? That was disgusting. Okay? It's nuts. PK when he was a hab. Yep. Wayne Simmons when he was, when he was a flyer and whatever mm-hmm. else he's been. MLB players constantly on it. Adam Jones, who I hate the Baltimore Orioles. I refer to them as the trash birds. Yeah. You know who I don't hate? Adam Jones. You want to know why? Because that is one of like the greatest men in baseball. Yeah. What he has done for the city of Baltimore, what he has done for black kids that want to play baseball, mm-hmm. what he has done for the game, what he has done for literally anyone that asks him for help because he's that good of a person. Beautiful city, Boston. Don't get me wrong. Beautiful city. But maybe players just don't want to go play there anymore. The aura is maybe not there. Maybe the fan, the, the fan experience, being a player there and dealing with the fans as an opposing player, is it, it sours the, what is it, the water? It sours the, the whatever you want to call it. it sours the milk. The milk, there you go. It sours the milk. And people just don't want to deal with it. You know, in 2019, it shouldn't be like that. We're better. We're better people. <laughs> we're better people. But you, you would think, you but, would think we would be better people. But, but then again, Twitter exists, and yeah. and you see how some people react to things, things that don't matter too. Things that don't matter. Things that tomorrow morning it's not going to matter. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, so I just felt we'd leave on that note. Good luck, Boston. As you know, <laughs> feelings that me and Angelo have towards that city in a sporting way. I just thought I'd take this nice little way to turn the knife a little bit as we conclude the Last Word podcast. Hey, how many parades did you guys have? You guys had that fun sign-up saying, been 109 days since our last parade. <laughs> Suck on it. Exactly. That's what you get. And whatever that kid's name, I know Barstool calls him something McGillicuddy. That kid who was like, oh, 18 years, 13 parades. Fuck you. Suck it. But this is the Last Word Podcast. I'm Steve Artabello. I'm Angela Lippa. Until next time. See ya. Take care. Go. I'm sick. I don't think nobody's sick. Put that nope. rod on his ass, make him dance like a stripper. She do a dance on a dish and I tip her. Uh, nope. She give me dope. Then bro flip her. Uh, a thigh, he dab like Skipper. Ain't no Lestana in Charlotte like Kimber. Uh, hey. Walker, stalker, uh, I give a dick. Uh, that she gon' remember. Uh, about when I'm out, she want me to hit it. Question went up on my shows, I won't load a ticket. I don't argue with niggas below my mental. Bitch, I just made a flick and your hoe was in it. Uh-huh. Niggas say they won't smoke, then they hide like a hoe. They don't never pop up at my shows and get it. Nope. Tell a bitch I want food, make her go and get it. And I don't gotta lie, niggas know I'm with it. You ain't never met me cause you don't spend no money You could've came, got you a lower ticket I just counted a hundred thousand and some forces Some joggers, a shirt, and a hornet's fitted And if that nigga charging too much Then I'm running out blocking his number You know I did I put perms on my mouth like a Florida nigga We gon' slide like big worm nigga Try me, slide,